Fortitude is defined as courage in pain or adversity. And fortitude is your attitude toward that courage with the pain and adversity while building a fort. And most often, more likely than not, I'd rather go two to four, but we don't always have that option. And this is one of those cases when it's only going to be able to be four to two. 42. It's when you need a good fortitude and a good fortitude. And if you didn't just try to punch your phone or computer or speakers or whatever it is you're listening to, then you've probably listened to the Chinanashu podcast before. Whatever your feelings about fours, twos, or punching doesn't matter because I'm going to go see Doug Stanhope. One of my top all-time favorites, biggest inspirations, the one that I relate to the most mentally, I finally get to go see Doug Stanhope. After earlier this year or last when I was bitching about how he didn't have any tour dates in Phoenix even though he lives in Bisbee, I was scrolling through my feed on Twitter and there it was. A special event. A rare time for me to agree with an ad, but also it really is a special event. It's fucking Doug Stanhope. He's so good. Nobody builds that type of momentum and delivers the payoff so fucking perfectly. And even less can get away with saying some of the stuff that he does and making such a good point while still keeping it funny. I'm still slightly and probably going to remain in this like anticipating disbelief until I actually get to that point, but I'm so, so, so very excited. The only other thing that's even close to how excited I am about this is when I finally do get to die and donating my body to science. They better use it for something good though because if I had my say, I would totally donate it somewhere else. First on my list would be for a street sweeper. I'd want them to use it to sweep the sweets with my body face down. Especially if it's that dude that drives like 60 over in the parking lots off Gilbert and Baseline by the -the jack-in-the-box. Once all my skin and flesh and blood and shit is gone, then I would want my bones donated to a puppeteer. A really badass old school puppeteer as his final masterpiece. He's gotta have as much talent for performing with my skeleton as he would for crafting it into a fine marionette-style puppet. I'd allow some additional external choreography, and there would have to be a musician, a real musician, actually write this stuff, because this person wouldn't be able to do that in addition to the puppeteering and making. Or it would just be really cool to have my body used for art or some other kind of shit. I mean, Burger King lets me have it my way. Why don't I get my way with my body when my life is done? I can burn it or bury it in a hole forever, but I can't have a street sweeper use it or a puppeteer make me better. That, that is finally, literally the only thing that is to die for. Nothing else is. Anytime anyone tells you something is to die for, it's not, and I never believe those people. Because if it were true, I wouldn't know because they'd be dead. 
And it's always for the most insignificant shit. I mean, if you really want to die for a bagel, there are plenty of ways that that can happen. There are at least a couple moments where I definitely could have died, where I almost did die, and they definitely were not to die for, which I guess is why I didn't. But there's also been at least a couple of times I've thought about or even wanted to try being homeless. It probably would have been good for me. It probably would have been about, like, Target. I used to jokingly ask people, do you know what happens if I don't show up at Target? And they'd be like, no, what? And I'd tell them, just a little less. Being homeless would just be a little less in a lot of different ways. I'd have a little less of a home, but I'm sure I'd eventually find something that I felt that way about. A little less work, a little less stuff, a little less money, a little less food. I'd make sure the things I did have were better. I'd have better adjectives, like that stain is Oprah colored. It's easier for me because I already am all of my own adjectives. Everything is just Albert. I don't have to identify in any other way or use any other adjective. It's just Albert. But I want you to have better adjectives, and I especially want them to have better adjectives. The they that must identify themselves as that. The fucking trans people that I can't stand. Because they have some of the shittiest attitudes that I've ever had to encounter, and because they don't identify with us. They would rather be that they that people say, they say this, and they do this, and they do that. That ambiguous, unrelatable they that doesn't belong to us, that isn't a part of we. Saying he or she isn't saying who you are, it's just saying what you look like, and they do the same if you look tired or you look like a shitty person. Even better, though, I got something this week that I just, I knew I had to share with you guys because I couldn't believe that it was actually this way. You guys know how I feel about cocks. I mean, if you have cocks or you know anyone that has cocks, you know how probably everyone feels about cocks. I imagine it's pretty much the same. I don't want to shit too much because I'm sure they're probably listening, but... When I set up my service here at my new place, I made sure that I set up automatic payments and paperless billing because, one, I don't like getting shit in the mail, and two, I don't like wasting paper. But leave it to Cox to not even be able to give me that. So they send me this letter, on real paper, not an email or anything, saying, Welcome to Cox and your Cox paperless bill. It's a piece of paper. They've sent me a letter in an envelope about how I have a paperless bill. They go on. Cox supports paperless billing as a secure, convenient, clutter-free, and planet-friendly way of keeping you up to date on your account. Obvi. Each month, you will receive an email reminder when your Cox bill statement is ready with a helpful billing summary, including your total balance due and due date, as well as an easy link to your detailed bill statement. This is my favorite part. Your monthly Cox bill summary will be sent to your email, which you can access anytime. And I have. I've logged on several times. I've gone through all of it completely. I even set up my own install and everything. And then just once more, for good measure, we're sure you'll appreciate the convenience of your Cox paperless bill. Thank you for partnering with us. 
to lessen the impact on our environment. And after this fourth and final mention in this very brief letter about all the paperless and environment concern and everything, there's still yet another little bit down at the very autumn. Cox conserves. Cox is committed to creative, positive environmental change in the communities we serve by operating in ways that reduce our environmental impact. That's a lot of, but luckily all of what I hate about them. So a quick palate cleanser for something that I like. I recently ordered something. I wanted to try a new pen because it was on sale. It was discounted almost half price. And the Zebra F701 I had seen and heard about on several lists about a good everyday carry pen that's all metal and sturdy. All the stores that I've tried to look for them, they just have the shittier version, the F301, which has plastic, and it's not nearly as good. So I finally was able to get this one, and I was super surprised at the quality of it. It's all stainless steel. It's long. It's thick. It looks good. It feels good. It's surprisingly great quality for only seven fucking dollars. I guess it's the favorite for like the factories with food and shit because it's all stainless steel. So it's food grade quality approved and whatnot. But it's just a really nice pen and stuff like this just makes me happy. I'm pretty easy to make happy though. Like I'd be happy if somebody just gave me a free Bible or told me where I could get a free Bible. Because I want to start doing Bible improv. I don't know what or how exactly that's going to happen, but that's the idea, and I'll figure it out once I have the Bible. Most of the time, in my head, I'm trying to give you guys, the audience, the listeners, a lot of credit. I'm assuming that you have a pretty decent functioning brain that puts stuff together. I assume you're fairly understanding and fairly empathetic and listen to me and can sense some things in the way that I try to project them as well. Saves me boring, wordy explanations. But if I could put words in my mouth, I would. My mouth would always be filled with all kinds of words. But I like to imagine I can sense the audience and that I'm projecting enough of myself out there that you guys get a sense that, oh, he sounds kind of tired today, or maybe he sounds a little more happy or something. And if that's the case, I just want to let you know not to worry. If I do sound happy, I will still find plenty of stuff that pisses me off and use it for this and for comedy. I'll still have plenty of shit to talk about, even though right now I really would much rather be just, you know, relaxing and spending time with my girlfriend. So that's why I'm sweating in the closet alone, trying to finish a podcast at 10 o'clock at night that no one's probably even going to listen to until tomorrow, just because I always release on Sunday or before Sunday. Because it's important to do the shit that you want to do and that you say that you're going to do and that you should do. Hopefully, like you did or somebody did for you today because it was Father's Day and you remembered and didn't just now realize that. I did, thanks to my brother. He got us all together for a Zoom meeting, so all of us finally got to talk, which I don't have any idea when the last time that would have ever actually happened. It was a bit of a pain trying to coordinate it, as those things always are. We had to postpone it once and then twice, but finally got to it. Then because it was a Zoom meeting, the pacing and the timing was all really slow, long, drawn-out shit with too much of a wait at the end to make sure it was done so nobody got cut off or the weird interference. 
It's like that fucking piece of shit movie Blade Runner that I tried to watch. We watched both of them, and both of them were just so slow, but especially the fucking new one had me so angry by the end of it. The pacing and the timing of it was all off. It was all wrong. Everything everyone said was just so long and drawn out. All intended to have so much more meaning than it really actually held, no matter how they elevated the language. It did live up to its name, though. I wanted to run a blade across my face, shaving just to see something that wasn't so fucking slow and meaningless. Like being a father isn't slow or meaningless. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there of any kind. I don't know if Hitler was a father to any illegitimate children or anything, but ever since I mentioned wanting a Hitler toothbrush in the last episode, I think he's been haunting my toothbrush. I don't know the what, how, or why of how that happened, but I know that I have the better end of the deal. Not always, though. Last night, even, we were on the wrong side of it. We were out for our walk with the dog... And we saw this pigeon. It was pretty close, so the dog started going for it, and it just kind of hobbled away a little bit, but it didn't fly and it didn't really move much or anything. We were all confused and surprised. Even the dog, we just kind of like looked at it and then sort of wandered away from it. I caught another shadow out of the corner of my eye and sort of thought, but then didn't really think too much of it, but again, the dog headed toward it. It was another one of these pigeons, and again, it just, like, sat there and looked at us, as confused as we were. And it wasn't just some weird night anomaly. We went out again today, and there was one of them, or maybe a different one, just sitting by the entrance of our building. Again, the dog's curiosity went over to it, and this one flapped around a little bit, but obviously couldn't fly, and it was like rolling over, like wings out rolling on the ground. Awkward, ugly, uncomfortable, never seen a pigeon do that, wouldn't expect a pigeon to do that. No idea why the pigeon did that. We suspect maybe they're not real. We've been encountering a lot of simulation speculation lately. But the best shit happened when we were gone today. After the walk, after we had gotten some other things done in between, we had to go get some stuff, and we were gone for maybe about 30, 40 minutes tops. We get back home, and sometimes he'll bark when we're in the hallway because he hears us, or he just knows that we're coming. He didn't this time. And usually he's pretty excited and right there by the door, and he wasn't that either. We're pretty good about the electricity. We don't just leave lights and shit on. We always turn off the TV before we leave, and I know that I did. But I guess that when I did, I left the remote on the couch. And somehow, he had not only turned on the TV, but he had gotten it to play this My Little Ponies show. It took us a minute to realize it because we were just carrying on greeting him, setting down our bags and stuff. But once we did, we were so (laughs) surprised and impressed and amused. That he could and would do that at all and find such a perfect show for him to watch. I really couldn't have even imagined it better. And he was so happy and proud of himself. He's such a good boy. I want to go hang out with them. And I'm all sweaty and tired. 
Maybe next week I'll tell you guys about the times I almost died.